Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Day. Hello and welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. We are continuing our great conversation of belonging and healing with my guest, Tracy Tracy from DNS Healing Center. Our topic today is healing, the antidote to trauma. Mm. What Trauma is a source of pain that can be described and we can give it a name. So our conversation is going to really dig into forgiveness, somatic healing, psychotherapy, professional coaching, and spiritual healing. So Trey, 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 how are you, man? What's going on? You know, life is good. Yeah. Good friend. Of course it is. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Yeah. I I was just, I'm, I'm amazing and I'm jealous because I'm thinking about, you know, you hanging out at Coachella, you know, which is a fun place to be. Really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> well, well, that's not what we're doing, but I'm just telling you business so we can talk exactly. about belonging um, and healing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Coachella was a good time. And, awesome. I mean, I would actually go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people though, man. Yes, it is. COVID, it was a lot of people. But but you were more glamping than anything else, right? You know. How do you would no? I was not glamping. (laughs) Yeah, you were. I I didn't see you weren't sleeping in the tent or in your car. No, no, that's more than glamping. I mean, they they have yurts, yurts. What are those things called? Yurts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like. Yeah, that 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 thing that 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 tent the TP thing the TP tent the or the tent with the big opening at the top is I, yeah. I'm not gonna call it a TP, um, <laughs> but it's a tent with a hard side, you know. Yeah, and you could get one for the whole weekend. There's mm-hmm. levels, and it started at about forty five hundred dollars, and it went up to seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. This is a real thing. Well, yes, it is a real thing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, did you have a, a sense of belonging, you know, <laughs> as you were there? <laughs> I actually, yeah, because you feel, even in that big crowd of people, you're all there for the same thing. So you, yes. you belong to the, the, the place where people go to appreciate music. You go to really enjoy artists who do their thing and you see the performers like in their like all their glory this this like this is what i was born to do so you feel like you belong to this this exclusive little club of over a hundred thousand people that i mean you have access to and everybody's so very nice to each other it's it because we you know being a little bit older there were some of us, but there's there's like a VIP section and then there's a general. So we were VIP and the general population folks, we were amongst them. Nice. So it was it was really, yeah, it was just kind of cool. And all the young folks acknowledging us, being like, look at you, you you dope, you here, yay. So it definitely felt like I belonged. 
Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to just check in on, you know, I just wanted to check in on that. So, so we want to jump into the very first part of our conversation, um, the healing power of forgiveness. So I think of forgiveness as a powerful state of spiritual, mental, physical presence that allows every person to move beyond the trauma that they've experienced. And we, we know that forgiveness is not easy, right? Because, um, and oftentimes we want to just hang out in that comfortable space because, you know, trauma is something that we know and, you know, it feels good here. So um, I was also looking at a quote and, and some people attribute this to Buddha, right? They, they talk about the lack of forgiveness while I'm paraphrasing, you know, can be something like having a, a, a state of mind of holding a grudge against someone, which is like drinking poison and then hoping the other person dies, right? It's kind of like, that's kind of a Buddha thing that I, I hung on to. So let's talk about the, the healing power of forgiveness and start there before we get into some of the other practices. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting one, Dave, because immediately you as you said the pain of the trauma you sometime on some level want more harm to that person than to forgive if it's a person right and in order to forgive the person or the situation or whatever for what has happened that has affected you is is a difficult route for people because I mean, you, you think, why should I forgive them when they hurt me? Yeah. And it's a real, it's a process. And what I like to do, and I don't know how popular this is or how popular it will be, is begin with helping the person forgive themselves. Not, not for, for blaming themselves for it happening to them. Yeah, because that happens a lot too in the mind. It's, well, if I hadn't gone or if I wasn't there or if, or if, or I was just a little kid, I was defenseless, but maybe there was something wrong with me. You know, that kind of thing. That, it's hard. It's really difficult. So to really focus on forgiving self and then others, I think is really important to do. And the steps... I mean, there are steps to forgiveness. That's a whole nother podcast. But Is it? I thought there was this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a whole lot of stuff right now, right? The, I know. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the steps of forgiveness is their stage is just like the grieving process, the all yeah. those kind of things. So, I mean, it may come up, but it, it's... I'm, I'm talking in circles because it's just a very convoluted thing to do. Ultimately, we know that forgiveness is a release. It's mm -hmm. a release from the body of however the trauma has affected you. And that is the goal because the stuff is stored on a cellular level. And forgiveness helps to release that. Yeah, and, without a doubt. Yeah. Right. People go, go ahead. I can forgive, but I can't forget. And that, that's, that's real because yeah. it's not about forgetting. It's about when I think about whatever happened, I don't, my nervous system doesn't respond at a level that it was before. So if, when I think about something and I'm at a 10 
as I do the process of forgiveness and healing, when I think about it and it's at about a one or a two, then I know that there is healing and forgiveness in that. But that doesn't mean you forget it. Without a doubt, it stays with you for you know the rest of your life in most cases. But you know, thinking about the courage and empathy that's required, right, to step into bringing forgiveness as a gift, you know, because I, I I look at it in that context that I'm you know when you are able to forgive someone for the traumas that they have brought into your life. You know, it's a gift to not only yourself, but also to that other person. And it requires that you have the courage to give it a name, um, to really step in and um, have that conversation. And then empathy to look at the context of the perpetrator of trauma in your life, right? The context of, of the empathy. What is what, what was going on with that person? What's up with them? You know, why did they do this? And, and beginning to try to, to understand what that really means. You know, so another I, context of it. Yeah, and I don't want our, our listeners to think that they have to confront someone to forgive them, that they have to extend the words, I forgive you, to someone who has traumatized them. That, that's, not, that's not always necessary. Because... Agreed. The, the end result is who are you really doing it for? It's not that person, right? It's, it's for, for you, right? And if we look at it spiritually, you know, the karmic laws and all of that, you know, talking about Buddha, then yeah, there is a, a kind of uh, what I put out, I get back kind of thing. But that doesn't mean you haven't forgiven someone if they're not in your presence. Because sometimes, Dave, that can re re-traumatize you to actually have to speak to the person. And what if the person has transitioned, right? Yes. So it's not yeah. always necessary, right? To <clears throat> have dialogue with someone in order to forgive them. And, and what you talked about, there's a compassion piece and that is with yourself, right? The compassion and grace to have with yourself as you're going through that process. Because some people get in there like, I should be further than this. I don't know why this still affects me. All of that. Have grace with yourself so that you can go through that process and not judge yourself because of where you're at when you're healing, while you're healing. Right. Yeah, because, you know, healing is a journey, right? It means it's, it's, I call it a transformative journey, right? Where we're trying to get to a a place of, uh, you know, a favorable outcome for oneself, right? And so if we want to, and this is just me going out and looking at, at how do we think about the pain in, in the trauma? And I, I try to think of it in two ways, right? I think of it in generative and limiting pain, right? Where we think that, you know, generative healing, you know, as we go through this pain, right? We're trying to find some healing in the process that generative healing in itself gives us this opportunity for a favorable outcome that we're seeking. And the same thing with, you know, we're dealing with pain and, and looking at, at, a, at some level of healing that we could get to a place where, um, where, where we are in a place, I'm sorry, that where it's too pervasive and it's too hard, right? So we were dealing with generative and limiting, you know, type of, of uh, healing as we're walking through this trauma. Um, what say you? you know, in terms of your experience um, with providing, 
you know, as a healer, right? You know, you, you provide the space for generative healing and also the, the space for dealing with limiting healing because that is a reality where, oh my God, this is too much. I can't deal with this. You know, I have to put this in this box over here. And to me, I look at that as the, the limiting healing experience, but the generative would give us a way to like, okay, I could deal with this maybe incrementally. So let's talk about that. If, if those two work together. I don't think they have to be separate of each other because okay. that's about the grace piece. Mm -hmm. if, I, if today I wake up and I can't deal with this shit, then you honor yourself and you don't deal with that shit. Yeah. If tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, well, maybe I can just chip at it a little bit. Then you do it on the day you can chip at it a little bit. So I think they work, they, they don't, they're not separate because you do both within the process of healing. Right. Give yourself the space and the um, support to do that and, and begin to understand what you need in order to support yourself while you're going through those moments. So if it's the moment, the day where I can't deal with this shit, then what do I need today to support me so that I'm, I'm what I would call to myself, if I'm saying this, productive or getting some stuff done, yeah. but not letting that interfere with my world. And maybe it is getting, I don't know, the, the, whatever you do, it could be, I like people walking around barefoot to ground themselves. And sometimes that irritates the hell out of people. But what yep. that does is it helps you to connect, right? And when you're, when, when you're there with, with earth, that helps to support maybe rocking, maybe dancing, maybe humming, maybe singing, maybe reading, maybe curling up in a fetal position for 20 minutes just to give yourself a hug. Do what you need to do and then continue your day. What happens sometimes is people get into that freeze place when they say, I don't wanna deal with this today or I can't, it's too heavy. Then they shut down and they don't do anything. Yeah. Right? And sometimes that's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying we have to be machines. You know, this world says, if, if, if you're not doing anything, then you're lazy or the idle mind is a devil's playground. You know, all of that kind of stuff that, that we hear, those messages, put those, uh, put those in a compartment, put those on the shelf and be like, well, today I need a little bit more support. I'm going to do that for myself. And then I'm going to continue my day. And then on those days where I feel like I can deal with this today, you know, I'm gonna chip away at it a little bit and still support myself. So you're always going to need to support yourself and figure out what that means for you. And I think that's actually as difficult as the healing because when we're traumatized, we don't know how to support ourselves because during the traumas, all we know how to do is survive in order to get out of it or in order to be okay. And that finding those things that help to soothe my nervous system can be as much of a um, struggle as healing some of the trauma. So, you know, that's a perfect transition period to something that's one of your favorite topics, like somatic healing. So we think of somatic 
therapy where it, where it operates off the idea that what happens to you in life is stored not only in your mind, but also in your body. So as you were talking about walking around barefooted or curling up in a fetal position, you know, I was thinking about somatic healing. And I know that's something that's one of your favorite topics. Yeah, because as I said earlier, it's how um, I think trauma is stored in the body on a cellular level. And if we feel it, uh, and sometimes we're not connected with the body enough to feel where it is in the body that it's happening. So what, what trauma can be really good at is helping us to dissociate. So we disconnect from the body. And when we can get fully embodied and begin to feel what the body's telling us, then not only then, but those are the moments where we have an opportunity to heal. So it's about really like in session, I will have a person sit and really just, it's almost as if I asked them to turn their eyeballs in uh -huh. so that scanning their body to see what's going on. And then if there's areas that they feel movement or whatever, I can help them focus on that area to see what kind of communication that area wants to share with them. And this can be in forms of breath work, this can be in forms of meditation, this can be in forms of embodiment. There are ways to do it to help the person begin to verbalize what's happening. The, um, the, some of the time can be taken away or can be used because people don't understand how to sit in their bodies. Because during trauma times, they've learned how to dissociate. So maybe there is not a lot of trust in the body and I, the, the body, or maybe there's blame. My body has caused me pain or because of my body, this has happened and all of that. So there's a dissociation to help them to feel safe enough to be in their body so that they can listen to their body is a process. So we're, we're talking about um, building trust with me and then building trust with the body and then allowing parts of the body to speak to them and then seeing how that connects. So it's a process, a process, a process. And some of the ways to support that process is through somatic work. And somatic work can span a, a lot of different things. And, and we talk about energy work, talk about healing touch, Reiki, those are some forms of somatic healing. Dancing is a form of somatic healing. Getting in the body. Yoga is a form of somatic healing. Being yep. in the body. And I have, um, that reminds me, I got to get something to somebody. I built, <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm like, shoot, I forgot to send that email. Um, I, I kind of put together uh, yoga flow for the different chakras of the body. Because usually when we need to get in the body, we're focusing on the lower half. So from the um, solar plexus to the lower half of the spine, solar plexus to the base of the spine. Because I think I've talked about the chakras. There's, there's seven chakras in the body. And we focus on the lower three to really get into the body because foundational work, root work, old family work, all of that creativity is in those lower, how I feel about who I am. And I, and I built a series of yoga 
positions, asanas to do in sequence in order to help support those areas so that we can get into the body to heal. There's, my gosh, Dave, there's so many different kinds of, of um, embodiment work that can help with the somatic healing that I think is worth researching with people. Some people don't need or want to go there in order to heal because they can do their process a different way and that's okay. I don't want people to think that, oh, I gotta do somatic work in order to heal. But it's available for whoever can benefit them and not everybody does. Yeah. I really, massage is another way, right? So it, it's yeah. about releasing the body of, it's like releasing the body of toxins after you have a wonderful night of drinking or not so wonderful night of drinking. We don't do that. We don't do that, no. <laughs> and you wake up the next day and you've got your lemon water to help detox, you're drinking tons of fluids. That It's releasing, getting rid of toxins. You're sweating the stuff out. That's how I look at Trump. It's, you gotta sweat it out. Sometimes. Yeah, gotta get it out. Sometimes, yeah. Especially if there's some, some dis-ease in the body, then yeah. it's like, Let's start to work some of this stuff out of the body because we're holding it. I, I was thinking about something that Jimmy Fox said, but I'm not going to say it in this podcast. You got to <laughs> blow that shit out, right? <laughs> I mean, you do. <laughs> and so it's interesting that you said it because sometimes when people are doing their process, they may have diarrhea. Yeah. They may have explosive gas. They may be throwing up that is also a way of getting some of this stuff out. Yeah. He, he was talking about hemp or, or pot. So <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'll get you to spit the water out as we were talking, but, but, but psycho psychotherapy healing also is another, another form of healing, right? Which we call talk therapy, right? Yeah. It's working yeah. with a trained therapist, yeah. deep conversations and inquiry, you know, how is that also helpful as a, a healing tool? Uh, someone being there. That's so interesting. I was, um, I was somewhere last night. I can't even remember. But someone was talking about their partner being um, an emergency room doc doing their residency and asked me what I did for work. Excuse me. And I share that I was a psychotherapist and they're like so you got to deal with what ED doctors deal with you don't know what you're going to get on any given day and how do you deal with that because that takes a lot of mental you know work and my and I said to him my job I don't even think of it as my job my role in what I do and how I support people is to hold space Yes. And when you have someone that is, you feel it. And I do this virtually and I hope my clients can feel it, that I am there for them a hundred percent in that moment. And when you have an audience that is holding space for you, where you feel safe, that helps healing. It really helps for you to um, be able to share what you're feeling and not be judged and ridiculed and to be given witness to and honor that what you're saying is simply it is and it's important 
and I don't question it. And when that's provided for a person, that's like, ooh, wow. But yeah, that's very helpful. It is. It depends on the psychotherapy also. There's different kinds. But yeah. you're going to ask something because I can keep going with that. So, oh, you know, I just wanted to, to make sure that we cover it as a topic and, and, and an available form of healing, because also, you know, we have professional coaching, right, which emphasizes, you know, getting the individual or or group to their desired um, destination. And we're thinking that, you know, the coach itself believes that each person is whole and capable of finding a desired solution through exploration and discovery while working with a coach. I know that's something that, you know, you're exploring. That's the work that I do. So I would just like to dig in a little bit more into that as a source of healing as well. Yeah. And, and I think coaching is, a, is, is, I don't, it feels to me as if with, with therapy, I'm holding space with coaching. I'm, I'm digging I'm also digging with therapy, but I'm digging to connect. Mm-hmm. With, with coaching, you're you're a person has a goal, and you say, "If this is the goal, let's do the goal backwards and see what you need to do to get to the goal." There's different ways of doing that, and to hear their goal and to su- support them in that causes healing. Yes, that helps them to be accountable. That helps them to have. It's almost like you're partnering with them to do what they need to do. It is partnership. Right. Yeah. So you've got that partner. You've got that person. It's not handholding. It's support. It is, I'm going to help you get to where you're going to get to. And if there's any, if there's glitches in it and you find yourself falling short, that might be a therapy issue and not a coaching issue. Right. So it's being able to tell those things apart too. Yeah. And it's important because I, I, you know, you know, that I was coaching someone and I said, oh my God, I got to a point where I know that this was beyond my capability. Yeah. So I'm going like, Hey, Tracy, uh, could you, would this person be a good referral for you? So that's also part of the responsibility of coaching right. um, because it's besides holding space, but it's thought partnership, right. You know, and, and of helping those individuals to move forward in their journey to wherever they want to get to. Yeah. And I was, I was coaching with someone and there were some issues going on that could have used a therapist. Yeah. But that wasn't my role in that moment. So in that moment, because of all of the crisis that was going on, it was like, okay, so let's look at what you do well. Right. And let's help you apply that to what you want to do. So it's about, you know, transferable skills and how those will help you and not, so to get that person out of the mindset of the crisis so that they can begin to see that, yeah, they've done some really good things in their lives. It's not all of this trauma that has got them to where they are. It's all the good stuff and how they've supported themselves that can help them in their career. Yeah, you know, it's getting beyond those limiting beliefs, right? I can't do, I, I am not good enough, right? It's it's really looking at helping them to shine the light in those great skills that they already have within themselves right. to, to help them to move forward to their, their destination. Yeah. 
what about spiritual healing? So, you know, we think about spiritual healing, we're talking about meditation, prayer, you, you kind of um, talked about touching with it with healing intent. Some people may have a communication with a, you know, with a higher being or a spiritual realm to facilitate, you know, healing within the individual and, and group. So I, I know you bring some aspects as a healer of yeah. spiritual spirituality to your practice as well and to your clients. Yeah, you mentioned meditation, and that can be a spiritual approach to healing, right? Yeah. And I, I, when I heal, or as I do my work, I work with spirit, right? And and I work with, I call God spirit, big guy, big 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 gal, you know the 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 uh, the the presence of the light, right? that is brought into however I do what I do all the time, every day. So I'm, I'm, I, I do my best to connect. And when I'm working with someone and they feel that, you know, I should, I should pray more or I should meditate or I've got no spiritual practice or da, 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 da. And, and this is where we can also say, well, what are the things that you have done and then help them to recognize that some of those things are spiritual practice, yeah. right? That they may be doing it already and they don't realize that connection. And taking care of yourself can be a spiritual connection because that is showing appreciation for who you are and that you can show up for you. And then maybe connecting that to a source if people believe in that, right? And if I connect that to source, then that can help me get through some of those limiting times where I feel like yeah. I can't do this shit, right? <laughs> but okay, let me connect the source and get grounded in source so that I can have the energy I need to move forward. Sometimes if you don't have it for yourself, connecting to source can help you do it. That's for sure. So, you know, we kind of walk through different options for healing from forgiveness to somatic to psychotherapy to professional coaching and spiritual healing. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try and be funny here. Uh, is Coachella a form of healing? <laughs> <laughs> you are really on one today. Actually, yes, it was. Thank you very much. <laughs> because it healed some of the covid trauma to actually see people out and about having to do that yes okay <laughs> see i can make it work and i know you could so so that's why i put it in there you know is there anything else you you would want to add in as uh, another source of healing besides the ones that we we covered today since this is about belonging even though family can be really jacked up, family can be a really good source of healing, right? Yeah. Like, like, like the people that you connect with can be a really great source of healing. And that yeah. doesn't mean you have to use them as your therapist or your coach or your source. That means I can show up authentically in my stuff and not be judged by these people who love me. They will allow the grace and the space and the patience and the compassion and the love to support me through this so that I can feel okay doing it. I don't have to do this. I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to hide. I can show up 
and these people will still love me for me. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, just sharing, you know, story with, with, you know, my relationship with my son that, you know, him showing up and and moving here with us um, is a form of belonging healing for him. Cause he just said that last night we were out having dinner and, and, you know, he expressed that because, you know, he said, he's the prodigal son. I said, yeah, but I'm the prodigal dad. Right. So that we are able to create space such that he could find healing and acceptance as he's going through his journey. So now I'm glad that you brought that up, that, that like touch reach, you know, kind of touched me and it's, it's right at home for me as a topic, you know, as a, as a, as a dad and, you know, and also for our relationship, right. We, we rub each other, but we have great love and respect for each other and for our own family, for our families. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that feels like we belong. We belong to each other. We yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope to see you when I go see your son um, <laughs> play in a couple of weeks. You know, you may come out here and, uh, you know, we, <laughs> she goes like, no, I'm going to South of France. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go to New York and see him play. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to see him play in a couple of weeks, good, you know. So. We told him. We told him. Yeah. So, so I'll be pinging you. I'm like, hey, can I get a, some VIP connects? <laughs> we told him that. I was like, Dave said he'll get his tickets, but he wants to be treated as VIP. And Dylan was like, what does that even mean? It means like I get to go backstage and feel like I belong. I get to meet the, the artists, you know, and feel like I belong. <laughs> oh, all of that. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I yeah. mean, if you go backstage, though, you might become a roadie. So I don't know if I will oh, go. Backstage. I don't know about all that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not moving your drums. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because that's a part of it. That, that's... I know. Wow. I mean, it's, it's exciting, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's Yeah, yeah, very much so. A lot of somatic um, skills needed to move those drums, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, we're talking about him. I guess I can give a shout out to the artist. How, yeah. how tacky would that be? Yeah. Yeah, Amber Mark is the artist. Nice. And she is awesome. She's Good. super awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, check it. Have you listened to her music? Yeah, and and I, I I played it for Dave and said this is my son Dave. I was like, hey, we're we're gonna go and uh, check out this artist for your mother's birthday, and he was super hyped, you know. Awesome. So awesome, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, she's a wonderful, wonderful young woman. Nice. Well, let let me end our conversation for today, and and just say thank you for listening to the Nal Show with Doctor Dave podcast, and. The conversation that you heard was about healing, the antidote to trauma. And we know healing is a difficult journey. <laughs> you know, no shortcut, got to do the work, got to do the work and put the time and energy into that. So I hope that this learning experience will prompt you to seek more, to discover ways of finding your level of awesomeness. Um, the Nile Share with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed in Spotify, iTunes, Audible, and Google Play. Um, the music for this podcast, the intro and outro is created by my niece, Kiana Brow Hendrickson. And this podcast episode is 
copywritten 2022 for Dr. Dave Cornelius and all shared at Oregon. I just always want to just give a big out, you know, love and shout out to Tracy for bringing her knowledge and experience to this conversation and sharing this back to our audience and the world. So Trace, thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for asking me. This was good. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have like, yeah, I, I like it. It's lots of fun. Love it. Lots of fun. It is lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Very much so. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with that. Dude.